on 89.9 The Light, you're in conversation with Clayton, and it's wonderful to have, uh, by the wonders of Zoom even, (laughs) joining me is Jules Brooke. How are you, Jules? I'm really well. Thanks for inviting me, Clayton. I I think I just uh, gave you the entire platform of Zoom by, you know, Zoom. I think I just relabeled (laughs) it for you there as we we went through. Um, Very kind of you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jules, uh, you're from uh, Handle Your Own PR, and also um, she's the boss, which we want to talk a bit about today as well both of these in the business space before we we talk a bit about what they are can you tell us a a bit of your journey into business not everyone says look I want to be get involved in business um why was the reason for you I am one of those people that is very entrepreneurial. So I started my first business when I was about 23 um, and ran that for a few years. It was a graphic design business. And then I lived overseas and was doing business over there, came back. And that classic story of have had a baby. I was working in an agency and thought they're not going to allow me to have the flexibility that I need to be with my kids. Uh, So set up my own business then. And I taught myself how to do PR through a complete fluke, which you're more than welcome to ask me about, but it involved Con the Fruiterer. Um, and well, I, I have, have to now. I mean, <laughs> tell us the story. All right. So I was out at a party. I had a small business called Handle Communications, which was supposed to be about doing graphic design, but it was kind of going nowhere because it's very hard to um, compete in, in that kind of a space. And I went to a party and met Mark Mitchell, who is Con the Fruiter, he's the comedian behind it, with a friend who did PR. And about two weeks later, he rang me and he said, Jules, guess what? They're bringing out a Best of Con the Fruiter DVD. And I've told them you're the best person to do the, the PR on it. And I, of course, said, thank you very much, Mark. And then got off the phone and went, gosh, what am I going to do? I've never done PR before. Rang a whole lot of friends who were in PR and said, will you help me? How about we split it? And they said, no, no, give it a go. So that's literally, I taught myself how to do PR using the best of Con the Fruiter a DVD to become, uh, to, to try and get interviews for the guy and, and, you know, managed to get him a whole lot. And then they gave me more DVDs. And before I knew it, I was building up an agency. But yeah, it was a complete fluke. I love that. I, I, I love uh, the, the world of Con the Fruiter. It keeps impacting people <laughs> as we go forward. Um, so you found yourself in this situation um, and you said, all right, actually, this is something that I'm good at and I, and I love doing it. I'm assuming that you love doing it. I do because, you know, PR is all about talking to people. And if there's one thing anybody who knows me knows is that you can't shut me up. I love chatting to people and I'm very nosy. So um, it just worked beautifully. And I guess people had told me it might be hard. It might be easy. Really, it's just ringing people who are journalists and producers who not who are not as scary as you think they are and saying hi I've got this great story and and everyone was so nice to me so I just kept going yeah I love that excellent stuff indeed um so you you found yourself in this world this is what you're running this is how it is and I I wanted to bring us to um she's the boss as well because I I really love this story and this is actually a You'll tell me a bit off here this is actually a a out of COVID story too isn't it it? is it's it's tell us about this I'd love to. It's a really good news story that came out of COVID. So um, I don't even know where to start. I'll start with the end of 2019. I was looking on LinkedIn and I saw a post from someone that I didn't know at all that said, hi, I've decided to start a TV network and I'm looking for people to interview. 
And I thought, wow, that sounds crazy. I can just imagine this little guy sitting in his bedroom, you know, saying I'm starting a TV network. But I put my hand up because I'm a big believer in take every opportunity when you can. And I went in and it was the beginning of a, there's a 24-hour news channel now called Ticker TV. And it was the very beginning of that. It was the first week he started. And I went in to have a chat with him to say, would he interview me about Handle Your Own PR? And I literally walked in the door and he put a microphone on me, sat me down and interviewed me. And I thought, oh my goodness, that wasn't what I was expecting. And at the end of it, he said, that was so much fun. Would you like to co-host the lunchtime show with me? And I, as you can imagine, went, oh, wow, I've been discovered. I'm, 50, <laughs> I'm 52 years old and it's finally happened. So um, I hosted this show for a while with him and he was looking for more content. And I said, would it be okay to have a show about women in business? Because there is absolutely nothing on television about women in business. And he said, sure. So I started hosting this show that I called She's the Boss. Then uh, roll forward and he started moving it more into a 24-hour news channel and I discovered I had this absolute love of interviewing people, particularly about their life and how they got to where they are now. So um, he said to me, if you want to do long interviews, why don't you start a podcast? And I thought, why don't I? Conveniently, my partner, um, my beautiful boyfriend, Dave, is an audio producer. So he said, I'll produce it. I said, okay, I'll give it a go. Um, I think I got to about 70 interviews when Dave turned around and said, Jules, this isn't fun anymore. I've, done, I've produced all of these podcasts for you for no money. Um, you know, can, can we please give it a break? And my son, who's 19, who was in lockdown, said, I'll produce them for you. So that's kind of how I started the podcast. And um, I eventually left Ticker TV and um, started my own YouTube channel where I interview people. But I think what came out of COVID was we got the announcement that we were about to go into lockdown, which I think none of us really believed and thought it would only be a week. This is yes. March last year. And because I used to work with loads of other people, I've worked on newspapers and things as well, I used to love Friday drinks. Friday at the end of the week, you know, you have a bit of a wind down. So with the lockdown, I said to some women that I was with, why don't we just try an online Zoom lunch? And we did it. And it was so much fun that I said to them, okay, I'll see you next month. We'll do it once a month. And they said, we can't wait that long. And so I said, okay, I'll do it weekly. And I've been doing online lunches for female founders now for a year. Um, and then out of that, then we have the podcast, then we have whatever. And then towards the end of last year, the women in the group said to me, what are you going to do with this? And I thought, I don't know, what am I going to do with it? I, I thought, let me go and think about that one. And I came back and I realised what I want to do is I want to raise the profile of business women everywhere. So I'm going to start a TV network for business, uh, for business women, a global network on demand, a bit like Netflix, but it's all going to be about business innovation and technology, and it's only going to have female hosts. So I've kind of gone down this road now that's very all about well, very all about, but um, all about empowering women. And I've got this big mission to shine the light on the incredible women that are out there running amazing businesses, most of them purpose-driven, most of them wanting yeah. to give back, um, but we never hear about them. Yeah. And is the, can I ask you, I suppose, the, the layer question underneath sure. as well? Absolutely. That, that obviously, I, my guess is you want to highlight, you want to broadcast to, you want to get recognition of. Is the 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 layer underneath that that they would then 
um, have a whole host of women be inspired to be business leaders? Yes. Is, is it that we'd share it more? Is it that there'd be um, more, whatever it is? You know what I mean? Is there a deeper level as well as the awesome part of letting everyone yes, know? Yes, absolutely there is. And that is that I feel like if we're going to inspire the next generation, so we're talking even little girls here, 10-year-olds and 11-year-olds, they walk past television, they listen to the radio, they never really hear about women in business. So my, my vision, and, and I'll picture it for you, is that there's something on the television, it's one of these shows with women, and little girls are walking past going, Mum, look at all those women there, and they start to see it as normal that women are in power positions, that women are hosting shows and running businesses and being successful, and that they're not unicorns, because we do hear about women, but they... The women we hear about are, you know, that wonderful woman, Melanie Perkins, who started Canva and has made $2 billion. But like that just doesn't happen for everyone. So I wanted to inspire younger girls and young women to say you could start your own business and really make a difference in the world. Yeah. Uh, What I love is that this is where you've said, right, this is the thing I can do best. This is the thing I can be. And I, I absolutely love that. And I think that what I'm seeing in what you're doing there, Jules, is that it, it will then change things as we go forward. I hope so. I, For- I, I actually think that there's a movement going on around the world yeah. with women now. And uh, certainly when I've, I've had the privilege of interviewing some extraordinary women from Iceland to New York to India over the last 12 months. And what they're doing, I think, is incredible. But the interesting thing when I say to all of them is I need to make change and I think you're making change. They all say it's time, it's ready. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I think we can all feel that kind of movement that's happening. So it's wonderful to see and, and it's great to be part of. And I just feel like TV is that layer that's missing at the moment. Yeah, it's great. So so if, Jules, I could ask you the sort of magic wand question for a second, you know, th- that you've sure. got this, this future path and the thing that you're doing and, and you know that this is going to change it. it. If somehow, you know, Jules Brooke had a magic wand and she could, uh, you know, change one or two things, right now for women in business and it could happen immediately, you know, despite all whatever it is, what would it be? Um, The most important thing that I'd like to change is give women access to funding to launch their businesses. I don't know if you know this stat and I only discovered it last year and I think it's what propelled me forward, but only 2% of funding in the world is going to women in business. So, sorry, when I talk about that, I mean VC funding, but that what happens is that women, and I'm, and I'm one of them, I've done it twice now or three times now, decide to start a business and we kind of pat ourselves on the back and go, aren't we good? We've managed to do it with no money. But I often see when men come out of business courses, and I've got three brothers who are very entrepreneurial as well, and they say, I want to start a business. They go, I just need to get hold of a million dollars and then I can get it started. And I realized there was that huge gap there between what women are thinking is great and what guys are thinking is great. So if I had my magic wand, the first thing I would do is make it easy for women to access funding to mm. grow their businesses globally. Yeah. Um, and then and, I guess... And Jules, yeah, how, well, how is that? Okay. How would it be changed? Is it is it partially mindset, as you said, but actually partially, is it system structures we need differently? Is it is it the ability to pitch in different ways that that is excluding women at the moment? What's the actual thing? Well, the the interesting stat that backs it up is that something like, and I don't know the exact number, so I'm just going to guess, but it's something like 5% of VCs are women. Mm. So the problem is that it's women pitching to men. Men don't necessarily have the same challenges we have. 
And so what I would love to see would be lots more women who are high net worth women who want to give back funding as well, because they understand the challenges, not only that we have, but also some of the solutions that women are coming up with. You know, um, there is, uh, there's a whole lot of, of women and mum focused businesses that men understandably wouldn't necessarily understand that it's such a big problem. So um, I think that's one of the things that we really need to see changed. And I'm seeing it. In fact, there's a lovely new fund that's just started in Melbourne three weeks ago, a crowdfunding platform for women called Lift Women. So, and then there's another beautiful one. I don't know if you've heard of it called the CEO Network. And a woman in Canada, I've interviewed her, decided she she was in finance and she came up with this brilliant idea of why don't we get a million women around the world to put a thousand dollars into a fund that's a perpetual fund that we will then loan out to other women interest-free to help them start their businesses so there's all these beautiful initiatives that are starting to pop up all over that will make a difference i think yeah and look you know i, I know that i've talked to countless charities as well who've said yes. the best way to change the world um, is to not go and give a loan to a bloke, but go and give a loan to a woman. And wow. How that, how that actually changes the microfinance stuff and all those sorts of things around the right. world. But it will make sure that the family's looked after, the community's looked after, and there's just all this research that backs yeah. up the fact that uh, for whatever reasons that is, that's, that is the absolute best way to do that. Yeah. I think, I think that in general, women like to give back. So there is that difference. And also we're very used to multitasking and we're very used to stretching the household budget or stretching budgets to make them do a lot more than, um, you know, without any disrespect, but a lot more than uh, probably what men would be able to do with the same amount of money. Yeah, it's great. Um, Jules, <laughs> it's just been wonderful hearing a bit about you. And I'm sure that this is not the last time we're going to hear something that you're doing and the way <laughs> that it's happening and the inspiration that you're, you're doing for so many others. Thanks so much for taking the time and sharing with us today. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Jules Brook, she is the one behind Handle Your Own PR and specifically what we're talking about today. She's the boss here on 89.9 The Light.